Hello, welcome to Friendly Reminder, the podcast about everything and nothing. The podcast about friendship. I'm here with my good friend, Sam. Go ahead, say hi, Sam. (laughs) Why are you laughing? I don't know, man. You just like okay, okay, okay. You I'm over, I'm went over, you went overboard with it, but for some reason, it was very similar. Okay, okay. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, no. People have been saying that I sound like him, like Gus. People have been saying that it it is people say Justin. Okay, all right, all right. Sorry. So this is Gus. <laughs> this is friendly reminder. This Spilled is another beef. sloppy episode. Uh, this is still Gusless. If you listen to our last episode, you know it was Gusless because Gus is out until December. I'm here with uh, my friend Sam and our good friend Justin. Say hi. Hey guys. Hi. Oh, you meant <laughs> Justin. He meant uh, both and we'll... of us, Sam. No one, no one means both of me. <laughs> so this is a very sloppy episode of Friendly Reminder. I'm sorry about that. Uh, today we're going to be talking about well. The holidays are coming up, guys. Breaking news. Uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas, all the big ones. Uh, New Year's. Today we're going to be talking Hanukkah. All all the good ones. All the good holidays. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about how to talk to your family who are Trump supporting, but also... Who now the added the added twist to this is that many of them don't believe that the election has happened or 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 that it's over. Um and and we have our special guest Justin here, um, who's not a Trump supporter. Well, we we can let him talk about what he is and what he isn't, but how dare know- you define me? But, but he know but he knows uh Trump supporters, or he and he advocates or has had advocated in the past, and I'll let him say what he advocates, but he advocates a certain uh, amount of uh, discourse, reasonable argument with Trump supporter, Trump supporters. Um, I, <laughs> I'm not sure I agree that's particularly productive. Seventy um, percent of them at this point don't believe that the election happened, or they don't believe that Joe Biden really won the election. Um, that's so out of the actual reality of of what really happened that it's hard for me to say that we can connect on any kind of reasonable basis so that's where i come from um but that's that's but uh justin again he advocates discourse but anyway that i just wanted to kick that topic off and and uh give it to you guys justin tell tell us who you are <laughs> uh well hi everyone my name is justin thanks for that wonderfully elaborate introduction um, very long, sorry. Very long and straight to the point too. I'm happy about that. Um, <laughs> uh, well, first I, I'm a, well, I'm a millennial, well, first, so first I don't like labels, right? You're, you're, um, you are a, <laughs> and to label yourself, no, right? Kidding. You're, uh, you're a small business owner. Yeah, so I have a brewery right. and restaurant. Um, right. Here, you're, you're. Texas. You're kind of you have been in the past. Dude, don't tell anyone where you live, man. I've had some terrible things happen to me like that. I actually I I one of the main <laughs> reasons I am no longer on social media is because I got a couple death threats, specifically from Trump supporters, which oh. is ironic that that's our discussion topic. Um, specifically from relatives, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, close relatives. <laughs> uh so no, it, it gets scary, man. You know, that was that's one of the major reasons I'm not on uh, social media. And I can remember exactly what it was because it went viral. Well, not viral. It got shared like 300 times or something. It wasn't viral, but it was like, yo, what's up? But so I, it this, was is part, the, this is part of the discourse. This is part of the discourse. Advocate. Yeah. Right, well, this yeah. is less. So I, I go in and out from like, let's discuss the issues and the topics to like, I'm going to laugh at you for your stance. And well, I, okay. I weave in and out of that. And it's bad. I should not do that. Um, because you'll get death threats, not because you upset people, but because you upset people too much. That's the reason you shouldn't do that. But, but the status was, um, it was like, 
hey, everybody that, you know, wants to, if, if you really think that the border crisis uh, with the immigrant caravan is a problem, just send your thoughts and prayers. That's what we're doing with our school shootings, right? And people went nuts. Like, uh, See, that does not even strike me as that, like, oh, no, this dude controversial, but... was in my parking lot and funny. from his dashboard took a picture with his hand on a gun facing up to the front of Aurelia's saying, I know where you work, which is actually hilarious because it's like, okay, you figured out That's where I work. Really you don't know scary. I yeah, it's like, wait, you figured out where okay. I work, but you don't know I own the place? Like, are you... <laughs> All right, Sam, you're the moderator. In the great debate of discourse versus non-discourse, <laughs> discourse has just... Or non-discourse has just lost a point because Justin got a, gets freaking death threats because of his attempted quote-unquote discourse. That's just one death threat. Okay, just one death threat. The sorry. moderator. <laughs> Why are you the moderator? I don't know. Because you don't have a you don't have a strong view one way or the other, or do you? I, maybe you do. Maybe about. You do. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Daniel has just obviously declared him my opponent, so he's declaring you the moderator. Okay, nobody is an opponent. Okay. I, I think we I think we figured out why I'm so bad at talking to family members because I immediately turn it into <laughs> turn it into an us versus them, and then I make like my mom. You're the moderator, mom. Decide who wins. So that is not the best approach. Uh, we can go I'm with that. I'm your mom. But... Is that what you're saying? Well, you're the most mom-like member of the podcast, Kerry. I don't know. I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> well, I think it's obvious. Gus is the father and I'm the child and you're the mom. <laughs> I think anybody who listens would know that. Justin, am I, am I wrong about that? No, I think that's accurate. Yeah, see? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so 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 death threats. Okay. Um, well, I, I'm sounds... not really ready to like identify my. Well, yeah. Continue. I'm sorry. I shouldn't interrupt. No, no. I interrupted you. You were talking. I'm gonna about interrupt how you, got, you guys. <laughs> you were talking about how you got death threats from a Trump supporter, and how that's an important part of the discourse, right? Right. That's when you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um. Uh, but you, but you weren't really debating. I mean, this is trolling. No, my right? yeah, I was trolling. It was my intention yeah. to rustle some jimmies, and then when I rustled them too bad, I ran because yeah, rustled some jimmies. Yes, rustled some jimmies. Wow. Yeah, you never get your jimmies rustled, Sam. That sounds very sexual. For some it reason. definitely can be for sure. I mean, uh, this guy was taking kind of sexy pictures all right we should probably stop talking about this guy he's probably very unstable all right <laughs> yeah i don't know who the person was he like didn't have a facebook photo his name was like mr black but who knows if that's even a real name um and then before <laughs> we're I gonna replace it with, with his it, name was mr black <laughs> mr black <laughs> yeah my bad um, it's, it's certainly possible right, so, that there are no more than just one mr black in el paso so that's important so, too Okay, but tro I agree with you. Trolling is not good. It antagonizes yeah, that's not people. And I, and I agree, ridicule, ridicule like in public or on the internet towards, I think it's okay to take a certain amount of, of schadenfreude at, at uh, yeah, not at actual pain, but at sort of the, the middle class rage, much, much like I felt when, when Hillary Clinton lost in 2016. But but uh, the the rage of people who who are crying about Trump. Um, but I don't think it's productive or even good as a society to sort of publicly ridicule them or make fun of them. Nor is it like very interesting, to be honest. But uh, so so. But you you favor engaging more productively, right? And you've actually persuaded some people. Tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I have persuaded more people than I can probably... I hope that, you know, that I've persuaded more people than I can count on. Um, and uh, you introduced me earlier as, as someone who's not a Trump supporter, and, you know, I, I jokingly said I'm a millennial that I don't like labels, but I actually have a very, like, passionate kind of belief system about that. I feel like at the point that you align yourself with a political party or platform, you're essentially admitting that you want someone else to think for you which i think is categorically irresponsible so i mean i i don't identify myself as as a democrat or a republican and you know i used to say like well i'm fiscal conservative and socially liberal but i don't feel like that is 
a thing either. Like there are several like socialist policies that I'm like, hell yeah, let like how does this not make sense to you? Um, but then there are mm -hmm. also, and specifically in in socialist agenda, I feel like man, there's a lot we're losing in civil liberty and personal agenda and and the self and you know there are, there are some core beliefs that that I think I can idealize for at least my perspective as libertarian-ish yeah i guess so like civil uh, libertarian maybe even like a business libertarian who believes in strong social policies well so true libertarianism is exactly that but the whole party is eating itself right, right now so okay. that remains to be seen as i understand if you go to the wikipedia what libertarianism is libertarianism is you know radical government de-intervention um you know civil liberties and 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 the pursuit of those civil liberties and preserving and protecting those civil liberties without affecting basically i think it goes down to one core value uh that's been discussed on like a bunch of reddits that i've seen which is if if there is an equal playing field then libertarianism can flourish but right. we can recognize that there is not an, e uh, an equal playing field right there are minorities there are uh you know there's a gender gap there's a pay gap there's there's a lot of inconsistencies in in the economic society that we have that prevents people from having equal opportunity mm -hmm. and so the argument for libertarianism and where the party is eating itself right now is true libertarianism sees government needs to step in in order to make that an equal playing field but then like all these like new scale libertarians are like nah die <laughs> okay is that is that uh, this newfangled social democracy libertarianism I've been hearing about? Probably there's more similarities than not. Yeah. Okay. I, mean, I don't know if that's how you, that's, but it sound it sounds like a gigantic contradiction to me, but then you have like crazy people in Vermont who are like, get the government out of my social security and elect Bernie Sanders. So I don't know, maybe. <laughs> it, it, yeah. Somebody have, said that. No, I don't know if that, I, <laughs> okay. you know, I mean, Vermont is, is just one example of a of a state you know has a republican governor and a senator bernie sanders so it's just it's kind of a, a strange state in terms of uh politics but it's the same kind of idiosyncratic views that don't sort of fall on a uh right left or even even a more complicated uh schema um but Did you see that they're more like issue-based voters rather than idea or or idealists rather or i guess maybe, the same thing maybe it's hard hard to say uh, it's hard to say I, i'm not sure but uh but this is but when you when you debate politics or when you debate trump with people you don't go to first principles like this do you like do you do you revert back to yeah i think i do i, I okay. do because i think because well immediately someone wants to peg me as as a democrat if i'm anti-trump and i'm like whoa get out of here first of all here uh, ah, good call. So you, so you, you kind of fake them out. You put on a mask, and you're like, "Hey, it's me." Well, it's not a mask. Friend. It's who I am. Uh, but no, but I'm it writing is this some down. Sort of like good a, yeah, good. Trick, this is trick this your family. Is, yeah, Justin Gibson's an uh, amazing step-by-step uh, -step process on how to get death threats. So no, you do. This is this is actually a good point. You because you approach it, you think that maybe you have probably have more success because you're coming at it from a well i'm an independent or, or, or not a, these right. people are charged these people are they feel vindicated in their actions and in their behaviors they they feel like this like they're just like that's the problem right is that you know one of our friends mutual friends here you know knack once told me that um is like the biggest problem with racists is that none of them know that they're racists. And it's like, holy crap, yeah, that is the number one problem with racists. Like, you have to identify the problem before you're capable to dismantle it. And I don't think that this altercation with Trump supporters is any different. Like, you disarming them is the key to getting them to see facts and logic, you know? It's, right. Uh, okay, so, but so that's say... my disarmament attempt. But say I have the simpler problem of just trying to convince, or maybe not even convince, okay, maybe convince, convince a Trump-supporting relative that Joe Biden won the election. <laughs> Yikes, um, yeah. Do I have to go back and be like, uh, racism? <laughs> You're, you first, you are a racist, admit it. 
get them to admit that, and then I go from and there. And then you won the election. And then I go from there, <laughs> and then I end up at like what? What am I supposed to do? Like, I guess, I guess, what? I, I don't have. I think a lot of Trump supporters are, yes, yeah, certainly you, in this you're saying, denial. You're saying we we have to break people down to their very first principles and build them back up. Oh, absolutely. Oh, unfortunately, okay. that's exactly what this is. I'm glad you and said And you're that. talking about not just the crazy, the, the creme, well, the most extreme Trump supporters, but you're talking about, because 70%, I looked at the poll, 70% of Republicans believe that Joe Biden's or the Democrats, I, I don't know how the poll was was phrased, but it was very silly. It was of a, a, a provably false narrative. And I think we can say now that all of his cases have fallen apart once they've hit two the Two of them. He won two. No he one won two they out are. of 35. Yes. Yeah. I, but they're not enough to turn the election. So look, he lost the election. <laughs> I think, but 70% of them believe that he won the election. But you're saying... There's no way to convince them that he won the election, or or many of them at least. There's no way to convince them without breaking them down and yeah. convincing them yeah. that. So the, that I think this is another point for me because you can't do that. Like you're not going to do that. You're not going to be disagree. successful. I I think that it is incredibly difficult, although not impossible. I think the argument is not whether it is possible. The argument is whether it's worth your time, and that's a great argument. Like I I, I do it kind of for fun. I'm not doing yeah. it because I think it's this, you know, I, I get a little bit of jollies when I'm able to convince somebody to my side. It's like, dang, look what I just did. And it takes time. You're not going to get it in a Thanksgiving afternoon with your relatives. Like, it's going to take some seeds being planted and watered by by multiple people, not just yourself. It It's it's constant mention ratio of certain ideas and, and just, you know, in dismantling these beliefs that people hold so dear to so what has led them to believe that Trump won this election? But what what has also led them to believe other crazy outlandish ideas? So it's all connected. Um, you asked me a question of, to be specific, how... Well, you don't have people. to, but have you who... If you could just tell, you don't have to be specific, but if you could just give an anecdote of uh, a time you feel like you've persuaded somebody. His name is Mr. Black. Um but he's someone who I don't know if you're friends with on Facebook or any of the other interwebs. Um, but I know that some of us are because I've seen the mutual friends and we all went to high school together. Mm -hmm. Am I allowed to say that? We all went to Mr. Black together. Mm -hmm. uh, we all went to the Denver Broncos together. We all went to the Denver Broncos <laughs> team. To the team. We went to the team and now we're all much different people. Mm. So he... Um, <laughs> Had posted a lot of just, you know, like obviously. So that's funny because like, we actually have a teacher in high school named Mr. Black. So. Oh, yeah. So saying to Mr. Black together it sounds like we're all. Anyway, I'm so. sure actually a lot of us were in his class together. I, yeah. I can't yeah. remember. There's too much alcohol in, in my life since then. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's. I saw over the course of a few months and a few very heated conversations that took place in like direct messages after a few trolly comments that I made on some of his posts to where I was literally seeing like before my eyes. And I use this example because I still have the screenshots of where this person literally changed his mind and principles on, on the specific candidate of Trump. And this was a few years ago, you know, before it was mm -hmm. even this bad, like it would have been mm -hmm. way easier to convince him now, like look at him. Mm -hmm. But it, it took it be easier to convince him now. Yeah, that's actually a loaded question. Yeah, because now they've like doubled down and triple and quadrupled down, right? Like picking these things apart might be more difficult now than it was before. I, I, I maybe. I think. I mean, I don't know. Trump has ingrained his beliefs into his followers, and it's just like it's, it's amazing to me how many people still voted for this person. It doesn't person, amaze me at all. The person who didn't do anything or barely did anything for COVID. He didn't do anything for the economy. He didn't He what? didn't build the wall and made Mexico pay for it. Nothing. 
how can these people vote for? Well, we're get, we're gonna get we're gonna get a fact check on that because I think he actually did build the entire. Oh no, no fact checkers say he did not actually. Build the entire <laughs> well, That's Sam, cool. what do you what do you think? What how do you how do you break? Well, you were talking about a relative you have, right? Uh, or I some have relative. Uh, two relatives who definitely will listen to this podcast and kill me later on. So. <laughs> and they voted for no, Trump? no, they don't listen to this podcast. Oh, they don't okay. know I have a podcast. <laughs> okay, well that's um, that's you don't. So they, they voted. They, they yeah. voted for Trump. Um, or they like Trump? Are they big Trump people? I, I mean, I'm a very polite person. I do not like confrontation on any scale. I'll just like saying, so Trump lost, and then I'll like start to shoot the argument. That's still confrontation. Like, oh no, 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 no! I didn't. No, I didn't. Just Come saying on. that Let's is a go political back to statement. Eating food. <laughs> Let's go back to eating food, guys. So you'll you will backtrack and say Trump won the election is what you're yes. <laughs> Okay, so no, definitely like I, I feel like that's the uh, third point for don't engage in discourse. You will immediately collapse and admit <laughs> to their stupid version of reality where Trump won the re- election. I'm, or I'm, even I'm worse, and I'm being think, sarcastic. No, no, but I, I think it is I think there's something to the idea that if you argue with someone, you might try to meet them halfway in some insane way that will actually get you to endorse some crazy stuff rather than <laughs> rather than them have uh, coming towards your side. I don't know. I think that's that's possible. I have definitely done that. I, I yeah, have definitely so. like landed somewhere where it's like, okay, they're gonna take this nice pillow of satisfaction with them to bed tonight that they proved me something so that they could also admit some sort of defeat in argument with with what I presented to them. Like, yeah, I have done that. I've said dumb stuff because it's like, I don't care if they think that. I made them think this other stuff. And that's going to somehow change the world. Um, so, but then how do you know they're not just doing the same? They're like, ha, I appeased this dumb lib. I mean, I guess I don't other than just seeing future behaviors. And with that one person that I was talking about earlier, like I saw what he posted to, to change yeah. drastically. And and I think he's even like a fan of AOC now, which is like, ooh, for like Republican. That's like, that's worse than Bernie Sanders. I've met so many Republicans and hyper conservatives that are like, you know what, Bernie's okay. I wouldn't vote for him, but he's punk rock. That's cool. And like, I, I don't even know that they know anything more about him, but I've heard that statement so many times that- They say exactly punk that. rock. Yeah, that's a phrase in, in the libertarian <laughs> culture for sure, that, that Bernie's punk rock. That's awesome. Uh, I mean, I, I obviously, think, man, why not? Yeah, I, mean, I was a huge Bernie, bro. I think most of you guys know that. So I was very sad to see Biden get that. I was very No, I didn't. You were, were you, you were a Bernie bro in 2016 or in 2020 or both? 2016, I, I, I honestly so, know that I was very politically motivated in 2016. Okay. So you, can I take this back a little bit? Like, so before the election? And in our chat, I don't know, you talked about, Is it was that your first time voting? Yeah, this is my first time voting. Well, I voted two years ago. I voted for Beth, though. I got Oh, sick. okay. So it's your second time. Okay, yeah. never mind. But it Whatever. was your first time voting care. for president. Right, for a president. So you were not, you were not like, oh, man, uh, Obama. Or you weren't like, oh, man, George Bush. Uh, I guess he didn't like either of those people. Or, I, or I, I, I guess complained about everybody in office. That was my thing. Like, oh, I can't believe the Patriot Act. This is some bullshit. And Obama was like, oh my god, Syrian airstrikes. Like, I, I don't no, know. Okay, so you're... Go ahead. There's not going to be a perfect president, no matter what. I mean... Well, you'd need a perfect but, human first. Which is, you know, very probable. Because <laughs> I'm the perfect person. Elon Musk. First of all... Have you guys Googled Joe Biden? Because I think maybe we might have found the perfect one. Um, second, point proven. That's my point. You didn't uh, fact check that. Yeah. What, um, <laughs> Justin, what, oh, what are the craziest awesome. conspiracy theories that you've heard from uh, Trump supporting folks? Uh, particularly I about I, I hear crazy conspiracy story th- theory story whatever's from liberals too i don't know that that's like specific to trump supporters although i mean there's a lot of evidence like i read something about how like justin trump 
70 percent of republicans yeah okay. I, i'm not gonna let you both sides this <laughs> first Ooh. of all gus, gus <laughs> would kick my ass <laughs> if i let you do great that. people both sides so, man 70 percent of trump's we just talked about how 70 percent of republicans think that trump won the fucking election you can't yeah. say that well, they don't conspiracy think, that. They don't think he sides. won the election what i'm getting a uh most of a tell from from my Republican friends is that they think Biden stole the election. And I know you might think that's the same thing, and that's because it is. Um, but it's, it, it's more about I well, think what do they, they think about how the fact that all the all the claims kind of fell apart when they hit the courts? Well, but they, all the courts well, they are biased. The courts are corrupt too. Yeah, exactly. Um, even though Trump, yeah, <laughs> most even of those judges Trump, on the courts. Exactly. I, I think that it's going to take some time for the, you know they've been living in this fairy tale reality for four years now. Well, but when you hit that, I mean, okay, but do they go into the actual evidence? How does this? How does any of this prove that yeah, no, Trump actually no, won the election? No, there's there's getting them to look at an article that no, not I'm I not have, talking about the article. Let's pull let's pull the legal filings. Let's pull. Yeah, the, getting the them filings. to look at any of that that may contain like any information that is disruptive to how they feel the world actually is is difficult. Like just getting them to read information that's contradictory to their way of life is is, is challenging. How are you supposed to argue with somebody and not use evidence? It's a finesse. And I'm not even saying I'm good at it, to be clear. We should cancel this whole episode. <laughs> I'm glad that you guys are defending the both sides comment, but it, it it's just, I think part of a reason for these people to not want to engage civil discourse is because they feel demonized. And I'm not sh saying that they shouldn't feel demonized. I'm just saying be because I think in some, in many cases, yeah, they, they like their behavior is deplorable. Um, their, their core belief systems, their dogmatic principles are deplorable in many cases. So I'm not arguing for or against the demonization of some of these people. I'm just saying, man, imagine being demonized and wanting to, you know, but you've got this huge cult around you that's almost half the country that also agrees with your principles. Like being able to just abandon this whole infrastructure that's been developing around you that you've been a part of for the last four years that has been exonerated by the president of the United States, man, like the highest figurehead in the world is... It hasn't just been why he's president. It's, it happened since he started running for the for president. That's right. when it really started. So it's right. Like, it's like you say, the Republican disinformation machine has gotten to be so adept and so swift at carrying out its agenda that you've got these people, the QAnon conspiracy theories, the these like incredibly well put together plans of attack that that focus on people's frailties and weaknesses. I, I don't blame these people for being the way that they are. It's it's hard from a psychological principle seeing these frailties in these people and understanding what got them there. It's it's difficult for me not to have any sympathy for them. So no, I agree. I agree. When we talk about the demonization, like that's it's it's like I see them in I see myself in them. Like I could be just like them if I'd made a couple wrong turns. It's I, I think that's where it starts. It starts with more compassion, and I think that's where most of our conversations between you and I get, Daniel, where it's. We need to stop attacking and like, what what is your plan if not civil discourse? Like, is your plan to just coexist with this this horrible sense of atrocity and these human beings and this agenda that that's that's in our community? Like, these are people we live and and interact with. Is I mean, the, the comment I see all the time online is like, die mad about it. Like, it's gonna take a long time for these people to die mad about it. Do you not think that they're going to share those principles with their offspring and their like? This isn't going away, man. If not civil discourse, what is your answer? Is is my first argument. And All right. I think that's one point for that's a good argument. Yeah. Hey, thanks. What are we gonna do? All right. Well, that, so that the, I think the score is three done. three to one. So I'm still winning <laughs> by a lot. Wait, <laughs> no, I thought I point. was a moderator, not you making the calls. Well, but I mean these are objectives. So yeah, you, you declared him the moderator, dude. You can't just assign points anymore. Yeah, well, what's the score, Sam? <laughs> Stop paying the... attention. All right. Well, I, 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 I won the election. winners in my heart. But you don't engage. You you disengage. You've, you've told me how often you disengage. Because you're well, afraid that, of that so... conversation. And that conversation is going to take place less and less as social media becomes our buffer. As, as we are 
no longer forced to interact in those difficult conversations. That conversation is going to happen less and less. And it brings us to the day we are in now. I think we're all responsible for the situation that we have, uh, liberals as well as Republicans. If you're talking about just discourse in the sense of communicating with individuals in your life, I agree with you. I don't think, I think there has been way too much siloing off um, in my own life and in everyone else's. Um, but at the same time, I think if you're talking about, I, I take some issue with the notion that, you know, by sort of engaging in these one-on-one -on -one conversations that you're actually sort of meaningfully shifting, you know, the discourse writ large, right? So, so I, and I've, I've brought this up to you before. If you, well, if you I, really I never want, suggested that, but. Well, well, yeah, well then, but that's, but that's a little. If but every one person convinces another person, then we win the game, man. That's, so no, see, I'm doing my part. Well, but the proof prove that point like wh where if every one person convinces one other person like why why what if that person is a trump supporter he can to someone else you're just like if someone can if all you're based off is just one person convincing someone else or something it could be the complete opposite it could go backwards it's not just one person man i mean if you engage civil discourse then you're bringing facts and logic into play and i think that the truth wins and that truth is overwhelmingly on the side of the democrats as of late so see but i don't know if that's a truism anymore like i may have agreed with you uh you know when i was in college and studying things like the marketplace of ideas yes the truth will always emerge but now that i live in fox news america where the marketplace yep. has given us exactly. <laughs> Now that I live in Donald Trump's fact-free America, the idea that the marketplace of ideas has given us anything resembling reality is seems farcical to me. The idea of a marketplace of ideas. How do you think we got there? Like these mistakes were made a long time ago, and we're reaping the the unfortunate casualties. Uh, you you take it. You take a, a a both side stance on it. I take a. The Republicans built up a right-wing apparatus and siloed themselves inside of it and dosed themselves with such a grand amount of unreality that 70% of them uh, do believe just factually incorrect things about the election. That is the cause of the the problem. Not not that we've all siloed ourselves. I think it's it's primarily it's the Republican disinformation. Look, we we you you just said the truth is on Democrats' side, right? How did that happen? <laughs> could it be that could it be that one side is looking more at reality and the other side is caught in an echo chamber? And then yeah, but do you think that that's an unusual situation for like a community? In I mean, you're going to have one side that's wrong and one side that isn't. What claim do you have that it was everybody's fault if Democrats? Is it just luck that Democrats happen to have? pegged onto actual reality for the most Maybe. part and republicans haven't i don't Maybe. think that's correct no okay. i don't think that's correct. i think that's it's a little too convenient i think there was a very concerted effort to build up a, a what ultimately amounted to, to one of the biggest propaganda machines in the world the murdoch empire the coke empire uh all of those to push okay. these unrealities. i don't think we're but, disagreeing here Right, but but I think you're saying so. So I guess what you're uh, what I'm saying is the blame is, is the way for these these people. The, the is the way that I'm going to fight the Murdoch Empire by convincing my Trump supporting friend to support someone else. No, 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 no. I agree with you on that, but I, I go back to the if not discourse, then what else? But it's just I thought you said we have to like do our one on one. The, the blame is not on these people. Is my point. The, Which the blame is. Yeah, on these hyper-conglomerate monolithic entities that have been souring our system and profiting from it. Are they not one of those? Yeah, Fox is part of that. Oh. But you're you're denying agency of, of what, 74 million people? 74 million adults? You're just saying none of them have agency and none of them are to are to be held responsible for their vote. Because so they can't be blamed. I didn't. Ooh, those are big words. I'm not saying that. No, no. no. Saying well, okay. Sorry. The ideals and principles that are proliferate today that were not four years ago 
I, I don't know, man. I just see my brother and sister sometimes quite literally involved in these, like, just just taken advantage of by QAnon and, like you said, the Republican disinformation machine. And may, maybe this is a frailty of my own psyche in being able to accept that these people have chosen these things. Maybe it's it's just guilty. I, I want to believe that there is some redeemable quality to these people that only because there's weakness they've been taken advantage of by this Republican disinformation machine. Maybe that's it's just wishful thinking. Maybe you are nailing on the head exactly what I have always feared. But well, I don't want to believe that. So I believe that discourse is a possibility. And and I can prove that it has worked in a number of times. I certainly don't believe that Trump supporters are fundamentally irredeemable in the way that you suggest. Um, I don't know how how to redeem them. <laughs> And maybe that's a bad way of putting it. I, I don't know what to do, I guess, uh, about the situation. But I I agree. And I agree with you that, yes, I agree that interpersonal discourse is beneficial. It's <laughs> necessary, society. Daniel. I believe it's, it's necessary. necessary. I think that it's your duty as as a neighbor to to engage in civil discourse and i feel that a lot of us have neglected that duty and i'm not saying that it is largely responsible for the situation we're in i only say that it is a a benefit we have not executed yeah i i agree i agree give him a point sam i think that's the same point you gave me earlier i just kind of like i went in and out i don't know about that I... it sucks dude so when you're with your family at because that's what originally this episode was about which Please be safe and be conscious of your spacing between this, your spacing and your footsies, uh, please, between your, your family footsies, members. Footsies are very important. Footsies are the only thing that's important, really. Neutral game is what wins matches. So well, well ventilated areas, eating outside, that kind of thing. Wearing masks while you're eating. Yeah, I mean, no, man, I, like, I would hate to yeah, talk no. to any of my friends that two weeks from Thanksgiving find out that a loved one is dead because they didn't, you know, they weren't responsible with with how they were interacting with their family on Thanksgiving. And, you know, by the amount of cars that I saw driving around my city today, I was overwhelmed with, I have not seen that many cars all year, probably Ooh. all year. Like, woof, lots of people are here and they're in town and they're out and I'm scared. Yeah, um, two thousand deaths, people. Two thousand deaths from COVID today. Just we had fifteen just there. yesterday in El Paso. I think that's the largest number ever, actually. Uh, if you want me, if you want, I'll cut it out. You want no, me to cut I don't it out? Care. If okay, you don't want to cut it out, then. okay. You have now alerted to your audience that you sometimes cut things out, and they're eternally pissed for it. I'll cut you it's out. Not raw and unfiltered like I was promised. I'll oh cut no, you we out, cut Justin. a lot of stuff out. Yeah, I'll cut you out the whole. We're podcast. not even sure. Until we edit it, we're not even sure what you're going to say. Yeah. Uh, there's actually a list of words I'm going to have you read off at the end of this. <laughs> Cut things together. Okay, we got, we got well off topic. You're with your family. You're being safe. You're practicing social distancing. I, I don't think that you're, it's... You're yelling at your uncle. You're calling him a racist. You're saying, why are you starting the race war? Who are you calling yeah. a racist? Yeah, yeah, that's what well, he says. Who are you calling a racist? And I say, well, you know, it's um, it's, everybody. it's probably you. Uh, no, yeah. I mean, I think that the conversation. I mean, be civil. These are your family members, but no, no, yeah. Well, well, have you have you ever persuaded a member of your family to to change their opinion in yeah. a meaningful way? My mother. Um, shout outs to mom. What up? Um, yeah, but did she okay. So, what is it? Your mom voted. For Go ahead. Trump, Trump uh, in 2016, okay. uh, and this year she didn't vote. I, I mean, I I think I provided enough of an argument for why he's not a good candidate. And you know, her she is not involved politically, right? She she well, most people aren't. Most people aren't. Uh, most most Trump supporters aren't actually like. Mm -hmm. The people that are out there screaming, those are vocal minorities. Mo most mm -hmm. people that voted for Trump are just like, oh, lower taxes, cool, that. Oh, guns, cool, that. They're all single-issue voters. They're all people that just want status quo, right? And I think what, what clearly helped Biden's chances 
in this particular election, I believe, is is literally just that. Like, okay, status quo of what normally people would vote. Like, oh, keep things the same. I think largely a lot of centrists and probably a good amount of Republicans were like, oh, do not keep things the same. This is a shit show. Please, let's get out. And that pushed, you know, went over to Biden. I actually think actually a bigger point that, that Biden ran on was just, I've spoken to enough people, I think, now that I, I feel pretty confident that a good chunk of what Biden was running on was this like kind of subtle message that regardless of whether or not the Democrats are going to do something about this virus, it, it was either... I spoke to Republicans that are like, oh, man, as soon as the Democrats get elected, this virus is mysteriously going to disappear. And I was like, why? Because they're going to, like, do something about it. And he's, you know, people are like, well, even if they don't, it's it's a highly politicized thing. It's just going to disappear anyway. And it might still be just as destructive, but at least it'll be gone and we won't have lockdowns. People just die normally without people worrying about it. And and I think that that's probably a genuine reality that that the Biden team knew would would be effective at eliminating some trump votes i think i think a good chunk of trump supporters really did just want this to go away and they thought that if i think i think covid got trump elected for sure and i think that part of that is because these trump supporters just wouldn't yeah no yeah yeah you're right you're right sorry trump won the election am i making sense (laughs) no you just said trump won the election All right, so you've come down firmly on the conclusion that Trump won the election because of COVID. I think a lot of Trump supporters voted Biden because they just wanted this virus to go away. I I know at least a few did. Oh, so you're saying that he would actually do something about it? Or because they thought it was highly politicized. So they, they abandoned Trump to conserve their party morals. They're like, oh, I'm still Republican, but Trump is just... This is an unfortunate circumstance where... You know, the Democrats have control. They've hijacked this this virus and nothing's going to be done because the media is locking everybody down. All this stuff is is screwing with my normal status quo of life. And now I have to elect the Democrat just to make it go away. Wait, wait, I got a question. What do you mean by like go away? You mean So I, I get what he's saying. Exactly You're that. saying that he's he's saying that it would be treated it's as a, a less big deal. Right. When Biden exactly. is president. So we would not get significant lockdowns. But I mean, I'm telling you, this is what Trump supporters have told me. These are not. Right. But just to be clear, I mean, Biden won and then 2000 people died today. So it's not like <laughs> it's not. I, and uh, it would be, I'm not telling you would, the facts. I'm telling you what I what I believe. No, I, I agree. Be. And Trump and Trump, uh, Donald Trump Jr. Uh, tweeted out right after Biden won. Something like, oh, I guess COVID is magically over now uh, because he tweeted out an article about open air rock concerts. And then later he got COVID. So that's pretty funny. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Your shot in Freud is No, it's not. It's terrible. No, but he's asymptomatic, allegedly. So Justin, discourse. The point, I guess, what I was trying to say earlier, and this is not... It's not going to be as fun for you in terms of having fun arguing and persuading people, but but why don't you why don't you uh, make get out the vote calls or something like that, and you can we sit and you can, right, you can sit and you can argue with. Uh, you, they give you a list of people, and they here here call these people up and oh, argue. Man, with that's them. what I should do. I should make a real life installation of that Monty Python skit. Oh, I'd like to have an argument, please. <laughs> that's what I should do. I think there's isn't that a meme? It's from a Monty Python skit. Like, well, there's a Dave Rubin meme that's like debate me about something. Well, maybe but Monty Python's from like 40 years ago, so. Ugh. Well, I've never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> I want people to have more faith in their family members, and just try and understand what it is that makes them think the way that they think rather than attacking them for their ideas and beliefs. And I see too much of that. And that's really my point in all of this. Yeah. And my point is that you got to attack them before they can uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, just attack them before they can even I mean, know what's coming. It would be constantly demonized, you know? It, it's, yeah. And I, again, I don't disagree that that's like, you know, when I see people getting like harassed in the streets for, it's like, well, pff, maybe you shouldn't have stood in front and talked about how black people are inferior people. Maybe you shouldn't have, you know, like I, I, I don't, 
I'm not, I'm not upset sometimes when I see people harassed in that manner, but it, it, it's... Yeah, no, and I'm definitely not advocating. This is funny because in reality, although you advocate discourse, you've gotten into scuff, scuffles, not physical scuffles, but big arguments with Trump supporters, gotten death threats, and I'm polite as pie to every Trump supporter. I mean, I'm, which is... You're, you're, but which your is, politeness again, your enables them to be... Yes, you, to yes. To continue you're, their operation, to continue yeah. their... They're, they're, the the life that they would see is normal now. So like, so you're you are the one who's advocating to just attack people. Before they can, hey, before they how can. do we get here? Hold on. <laughs> attack them with discourse. I think we can rest there. There is there is actually one other one thing I wanted to talk about because you you had mentioned that you weren't very political in 2016, but I. So I'm always white male, so politics don't really affect me, right? Let's be real. This is another in the long line of examples of why 2016 was such an inflection point and protest votes and no votes in 2016. The cost of that is really high. Um, So the 11th Circuit, this is a a bad decision. Um, The 11th Circuit in a two to one decision where two of the judges were Trump judges, they ruled that bans on quote-unquote anti-LGBTQ conversion therapy uh, violate the First Amendment of the Constitution, which is pretty remarkable. So yeah, so so what happened is uh, the state, these bans only applied to minors and licensed counselors. Um, they did not apply to clergy or private citizens. Basically, they tr- lawmakers found that trying to change a child's sexual orientation or gender identity was harmful. Uh, the lawmakers have found a lot of evidence that this was harmful. Um, basically, they concluded that uh, these types of uh, forcible conversions were were tantamount to child abuse, so they banned them. The 11th Circuit blocked the ban and held that violated the First Amendment. So this will, this will be going to the Supreme Court. I think uh, I think it's going to go one way. I think if they're going to find these bans unconstitutional, which is pretty crazy. Um, They'll, what uh, Mark Joseph Stern said, and what I think is probably true, is that they're probably going to strike down laws barring licensed counselors from uh, seeking to change a minor's sexual orientation or gender identity. Simultaneously, going to probably continue to uphold laws that force physicians to recite anti-abortion propaganda to patients, oddly, even though that arguably violates the First Amendment. Yeah, I'm confused. Do you have well? First of all, for listeners, the First Amendment, right? If, if, if yeah, so the First Amendment uh, so protects freedom of religion, freedom of, freedom speech. of speech. Yeah, uh, I, I guess on what pretense is this being? I, I'm I'm not understanding. How is conversion therapy? Well, I violation? guess it's religious. It's religiously based. So okay. it's actually it's actually funny that one of the judge that dissented again. The two Trump judges are the ones that said that this was violated the first amendment the dr- the judge that dissented said that the that <laughs> even though the two judges who struck it down said that there's they struck it down because quote unquote there's not enough evidence that conversion therapy is harmful uh he noted that the medical experts in, in the case said it would actually be unethical to conduct the research that they were trying to that they would need to get i'm just wilded out that he didn't just dismiss that. He's he brought it into his argument as like, oh, and there's no not enough evidence, and one of the reasons is because yeah, the two ethical. the two Trump judges said there's not enough evidence, and then the dissenting judge who oh I see I see okay I yeah, thought he saying that the Trump judges included no no no, no. I'm like wow Sorry. we are living in twilight zone this is no the the dissenting judge who pointed oh, out yeah. that they're that them saying there's not enough evidence is a little disingenuous because. It would be unethical to conduct the research, but yeah, it's a it's a shitty decision, and we'll see where it goes. Um, I think I know where it's going. I think we're going to s- probably see a six three decision. It will um, be the case that at least some types of uh, conversion therapy will be protected under the First Amendment, um, which is interesting. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. But when um, we talk about conversion therapy, we're talking about almost exclusively in minors, right? Like. That that's the idea is that it's not full grown adults because they would have the ability to like no one will be forced this upon as an adult. It will only be children. Yeah, just checked. It is laws barring licensed counselors from seeking to change a minor's sexual orientation. That's, that's OK. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. Wow, that's shitty. 
Why did you bring this? Why did I bring it up? I think I just brought it up because it was one of the it, it was one of the stories that I read that I feel like is not going to get a lot of pickup and yeah. yeah, and it's terrible. <laughs> and it could have so much ripples, right? Like the the Ooh, last. I mean, it's bad. I mean, conversion therapy. It's the shit that you see that can cause like kids to commit. I mean, there was like a South Park episode yeah. that it was so Absolutely. dark, but it was so right where just the kids kept killing themselves because they kept trying to convert them. And this is what that these judges say. I don't know if it's the exact same thing, obviously, but this is what they seem to be saying is, is protected by the first amendment. So thank you so much, Justin, for giving us a, a little different perspective on things and for debating and discoursing. And Justin, did you want to say one more thing? No, uh, just, be nice to your family because they're your family and also because they're human. Just everyone's going through this. You know, there's no like, we're all on a fucking rock floating through space. Like for a single moment in time, we like exist because like the atoms in our bodies are so neatly and eloquently arranged and we experience the miracle of life. And I think that it's really sad that, that there are so many people in disagreement because they don't speak to each other or because they don't speak to each other in the right way. And that's, I guess that's my message. That if I'm promoting anything, like, fucking be nice that's, to people. That's very nice. The only thing I would add to that is some people think that we're on a disc. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be nice to those people. You got be me. Nice to them. You got me. In particular, be nice to them. All right. We could probably end it. All right. Okay. Just cut it at some Thank you, guys. I'll just keep it going. Wait, do you want to bot command it out? Do you want to do? Hey, you're gonna be editing it. To... Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'll edit it. No. I just started singing the exit song. Is that our exit song? Yeah. Wow. It's I have no idea what that song is. All right, here we go. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>